0: Hello, welcome to Praying the Word of God. My name is Tay and I am here to pray through the Word of God with you. Now, I've got to let you know that this episode might seem a little lengthy, but being that most of us are isolated in our homes anyways, you can relax, go grab yourself a cup of tea, maybe some coffee. I know I have a piping hot cup of coffee right here next to me just waiting on it to cool down so I can enjoy it you know and just give me a little bit of your time to my regular listeners I know it's been a long time since I've been in this space with you so before I get into the word I want to personally thank every person who's been taking time to listen to my prayers, reading my blogs, and for those who reached out to me personally to encourage me on my journey. Over the last several months, many of you have reached out to me about when I was going to upload more prayers because what I recently learned was that these prayers have actually become a source of comfort and strength and a way of life for some of you. And although my heart was filled with gratitude from your love and your support, you know, I had grown overwhelmed with the cares of this world. And I had to take time to reassess, replenish and refocus myself in Christ, you know, and we all have to do that many times through many seasons of our lives as believers. As we walk through this life, we need to be able to take time to do those things for ourselves, you know? Uh, Especially now, because with everything that's going on in the world, we all can agree that we need prayer now more than ever during these perilous times. So many things are happening to us all at once to the point that we don't know which problem to focus on first or what should take precedence over the others. Not only are we being weighed down by politics, global disasters, inequalities, Disparities, the collapse of our communities, religious tensions. But when we go into our homes, many of us have our own personal demons to fight. So I found myself here, back on my knees, seeking the only one who can do anything about everything. So will you join me? Today, I wanted to focus our attention on moving through fear in our everyday lives, and especially when God calls us during catastrophic, imperialist times. Because if you've been walking with Christ for any length of time, you know that there are going to be moments when God calls us out during times that doesn't seem... Uh, smart or possible or uh, safe. <laughs> you know, fear is is an unpleasant emotion because it causes us to believe that someone or something is a threat and it has the power to overtake us in some way. You know, it's like a double-edged sword because it can motivate us to move in some way, but it can also paralyze us, you know, if we succumb to that Which evokes our fear. But either way, we know as believers that we must never allow it to dominate and drive our lives. All throughout the Bible, God encourages his people to not fear, especially when his people are getting ready to come against a situation that looks like a threat or may come to bring harm or danger. Now, whether fear motivates us or paralyzes us, the Bible tells us that fear is a spirit that does not belong to the believer because fear is of the enemy. And whatever comes from the enemy, it carries deception, torment, and is an oppressor of the life God gives. Now, when we study the word, it's important to note that whenever God encourages his people to not fear, It's because he wants us to know that there's something or someone greater than our fears that's available to us. That someone greater is God himself, and the something greater are his resources. We need to recognize that God is greater than what or who we fear. And we need to trust in God's ability and his willingness to overtake whatever has come to threaten us, We need to trust in that more than we trust in our fear's ability to overtake us. For this reason, we can learn to move forward in life, even in the face of adversity. So let's look at Gideon. He's a forerunner of our faith, a military leader. He was a judge, a prophet who's calling and victory over the Midianites are recounted in chapters six through eight in the book of Judges. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so like us, you know, Gideon had to learn that God was greater than anything he feared and was able and willing to deliver him and his people. You see, Gideon was called by God to fight the Midianites, which were Israel's enemy. And this was during a time where the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites until they cried out to the Lord for help. So God sent his people, a prophet and an angel to prepare Gideon for Israel's deliverance. But you see, Gideon was overwhelmed with fear by God's request because he knew all too well what the Midianites were capable of. He seen what they were doing to the land and his people. Because of what the Midianites were doing to Israel at this time, you know, engaging in battle or any calling for that matter was just not something Gideon was glad about doing. These people were savages, savages. Israel was greatly outnumbered by them, and whenever they were around, they destroyed everything in sight. Scripture says that whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites and other enemies from the east invaded the land and just ravaged it. Scripture says they took over their land and ruined their crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel the midianites were just simply oppressive so oppressive that the israelites they hid away in shelters mountain cliffs and and caves just to stay safe if you look at your own life can you recount a time that you've ever been stricken by so much fear that you found yourself hiding away As we read further along into this story, we find that when the angel of the Lord came to Gideon, he was actually found hiding in a wine press. Gideon was quickly given a command by the angel to go and save Israel out of Midian's hand. But he found that command quite difficult to deliver seeing as though he himself had been hiding. And God knew that he was going to come up against Gideon's internal fears before giving him a command. So I think it's important to note that before Gideon was given the task, the angel first greeted him, but it wasn't just any, hello, how you doing? He greeted him with encouragement and gave him a title. The angel said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And so I was trying to figure out why the angel greeted him like this. You know, was he a mighty warrior because he was already a member of Israel's army? Before Gideon was instructed to advance against the enemies, I believe the angel wanted Gideon to know, hey, listen, before I tell you why I'm here, I see that you are full of fear. So I need to give you some support. I need to give you confidence and hope that there is someone greater than who your people are hiding from. And he's right here with you. And I'm calling you a mighty warrior because whether or not you've ever been to battle before, that is who God says you are. After being greeted with encouragement, You know, Gideon was still not quick (laughs) to receive this encouragement because he didn't understand, you know, he didn't understand why such a catastrophe was happening to his people and how God would use him because he saw himself as the least of all his people. So Gideon just kept requesting signs from God like, are you sure you want to use me? (laughs) Look at me. Look at where I come from. Look at my people. What can we really do for for you? You know, we as readers, you know, we can see why Israel was being tormented. But in that moment in time, Gideon, he did not understand the error of his people's way. And he simply wanted answers for for God as to what is going on and how can you use me? You know, he wanted to understand why and how God would use him during a time where him and his people were forced into hiding. He wanted assurance That God was serious about using him. And he simply wanted his people to be delivered from their oppressors. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting assurance from God. Excuse me, man. Take a drink of my coffee, see if it's. Oh, yeah, it's calmed down. (laughs) So now, Gideon. You know, I don't think he was different from us. In fact, I can easily see myself in my own situation, not too different from his. Insurmountable obstacles on every side with seemingly no tools to leverage the playing field. So I hide away. I can actually see myself telling the angel, listen. Now, before I commit to doing what you came here and told me I needed to do I need to be assured I need to learn to trust you because see what you're commanding me to do doesn't even make natural sense you came here asking me the weakest of all my people to stand up and expose myself to the very one who sent me into hiding in the first place it doesn't make sense to me and I need help understanding what you want me to do. I need help trusting that you've called me. You know, so in essence, Gideon was saying, listen, I need to get to know you before I follow you. Because if this is not really you and this is all in my mind, I may be setting myself up for failure. God, do you see these people? Do you see how big this issue is in front of me? This monstrosity of a thing is taking my people out. So I've got to make sure it's you who's calling me and that I'm not going alone. Can you take a moment and see yourself in this text? Most of us don't immediately Do what God tells us because just like Gideon, we too are paralyzed by our fears. And therefore, you know, it doesn't make sense to us for God to use us to accomplish his God-sized goals. We are experiencing many issues that are overwhelming our society and greatly affecting our homes all at the same time. And lately, it's been feeling like we have no control at all. And we think the best thing to do is just hide or just stay away or just, just leave me to myself. You know, every man for himself right now. But when we study scripture, we see that when disaster hits the land, God oftentimes calls his people to move forward, but in his strength. Now we individually have to, you know, seek God about what moving forward will look like for us during these times. The world has been affected by so many events happening all at once, but life has greatly changed for most of us because of this pandemic. What some people call the unseen enemy has posed a threat on all of humanity. But God's people don't have to be paralyzed with fear because God is with us. And whatever he calls us to do during this hour, let's do it at his command and in his strength. You know, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to read the whole story of Gideon because there are many, many nuggets of wisdom that can be learned from it. But for the purpose, you know, of my prayer topic today, I want to remember that God wants us to move past our fears because he calls his people to move, especially during catastrophic and perilous times. But before we move, we need to, number one, learn to trust him. Number two, Know that if God called us, he is with us. Number three, know that no matter how we see ourselves, we are who God says we are. And number four, that we can move forward when God calls us because God is greater than who or what we fear. Let's pray. Heavenly Father my all-sufficient God Almighty you are my refuge you are my hiding place and I lay my cares at your feet today with all that's going on around me I choose to look to you alone for help thank you that through your word, you've reminded me that when your people cry out to you for help and humility, you will hear them. So today I cry out to you on behalf of this world, on behalf of my country, on behalf of my communities, on behalf of my household. Father, your people need you. I need you. Deliver us from all that weighs us down with fear, Deliver us from all that oppresses us and force us into hiding. I am living in a time where it gets hard for me to believe who you say I am. And sometimes I'm not sure it's me you're speaking to because I'm out here just trying to survive like everyone else. But if you have chosen me to complete a task in the midst of all that's going on in my life, please use this time to teach me how to trust you. Give me assurance that you have called me and help me to move forward in your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, because of this new isolation we're under, Some people have become stay-at-home parents for the first time. And they don't feel qualified to teach their children while keeping them engaged all day. So you're overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And you're even more overwhelmed when you see the headlines, the shortages of food, everything's closing. You can't go visit any friends or family like you used to. I know it's been hard to see past anything else. But what if this is a time where God is moving us to disciple our children while we're all at home? Some of you may not have children. They're all grown up. But this may be your first time in a long time having to stay at home. You've always been self-sufficient and never really had to worry about anything. And crying out to God about an issue seems foreign to you. And this is your time to learn to trust in the one you've been professing. Maybe that's what God is moving you to do. Moving you to use this season as a time to learn to trust God. And what if this is a time where God is moving his people to fast and pray, to rise up and get on social media, not to be overcome by the headlines, but to use your platform to push God's word out into the atmosphere. Because quite frankly, many of us as believers have abandoned the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always even until the end of the age yes it's a peculiar time we're living in and it seems unsafe but God's people must move when he calls us to move because other people's deliverance and strength is tied into our movement. It's tied into the church's movement. Now before I go, I, I deeply feel led to pray another prayer for those who may be listening. But are not followers of Christ or used to consider yourself a follower, but you feel like you've, you know, fallen away from the truth. And you just stumbled across this podcast out of curiosity or just in need of some encouragement. If you're here listening, please pray this with me. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. Your word teaches us that in order to be saved, we must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ then me and my household will be saved. I don't fully know or understand what all this means right now. But all I know is that I am ready to give my life and my heart to something bigger and greater than myself. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and I want to follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Help me on this journey to draw closer to you in every way. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um... Listen, I was humbled to see that these prayers have received over 14,000 plays. You know, people are listening from the United States, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Nigeria, the UK, and a few more places. So, if you want to listen to more prayers and um, in an audio version, they are available in a free audio version entitled Praying the Word of God. It, you, you can find it on Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and if you know someone who will be encouraged by these prayers, and quite frankly, they are Bible studies also, <laughs> just download it and share it. In Him, stay safe, take care. Thank you.